Alright everybody, here we are. I was trying to give a little space this time because I find that I hit record and then I think I've got enough space and I start talking and then when it's time to upload this little uh, podcast episode, then the first part of what I've said is cut off. And uh, I've heard that's people's favorite part. Is the cut off, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's just mine. It's It could be, it could be. We, you know, we could do a poll. I think it'd be split 50 50. Yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just the affliction that I'm that I'm in here, you know. I don't even know what the other option would be for someone's favorite part. <laughs> it's over. Me. Yeah, the the intro and outro music is pretty uh, yeah, catchy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hopping. You can get that for free on uh... No, 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 don't give away our secrets. Oh no. No. Clearly <laughs> I I I actually produced all of the intro music with my flute. Uh, wow, that's an impressive flute. Yes, I'm I'm very flouty. I'm a flautist. <laughs> Oh man, we're unraveling early. This is Unraveled. Thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it, and we will see you next time. No, no, All actually, right. we still have to do it. You know what? This is burning down, and uh, you know, you might say that we're we're under trial here, Dan. Oh, you might say that. I don't know uh, that you could do that genuinely, but uh, you know what we're talking about this week, uh, and what we talked about on Sunday is this concept of being blessed or blessedness, depending on how you might read those uh, uh, those passages. And the way that the world's concept of being blessed uh, can look very different uh, from from God's example of it. And again, what we keep highlighting, because uh, Core 52 highlights it, and more specifically because the Bible highlights it, because the gospel highlights it, is that Jesus kind of has this upside-down kingdom, and things are not really the same as they are in the world. And so... What we saw in the Beatitudes and what we are going to see in some of the scriptures we're looking at today is that blessing can hold hands with some of the more unfortunate aspects of life. Absolutely. And you might note, too, that, you know, on this week where we are going through uh, the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, of course, this is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, and then the... Meditation verses we're looking at this week are all from James, except for one. And yeah. you you may or may not know, but it is pretty widely regarded that the book of James is James' take on the Sermon on the Mount. Yes, that's right. And so the next time you read through the book of James, kind of think of that, you know, have that in the back of your mind. Maybe you take those three chapters of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and read those first. And, and then go through it. And it will change uh, your perspective, or like, you know, there'll be some grabs when you have that. I remember when that got revealed to me, I was like, what? And then, you know, when you go to read it, you're like, oh, my goodness, there it is. Yeah, um, and there's some there's some pretty handy-dandy charts that you can find on the old Google machine. Uh, that's, that, that's true, too. That will show you all of the uh, the different, you know, lines that you can draw from different sections. And uh, it's, it's pretty neat. You know, it's funny. We talked on Sunday how blessing uh, or blessed is... It can be another one of those church words. It's not exclusive mm -hmm. to that. Somehow I didn't think to, to mention like beatitude. Uh, that's a fairly churchy word. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a word that you hear uh, in other places. Blessed, right? blessed you can tell if it's churchy or not is if you say blessed or blessed. Ah, uh, yes. Because that's in the case you didn't know, it's blessed and blessed. That's right. So, blessed is the more blessed of the two. That's right. Yeah. Well, I think we better jump into this. And so... Our first scripture to meditate on is James chapter 1, 
verse 2, which says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, you and I were talking just beforehand, and I was sharing with you, I struggle a little bit with this verse to just meditate on it by itself. Yeah. And I know that I am sometimes apt in this podcast to put on the preacher hat and and chase rabbits a little bit. But here's here's why I say that. I believe anytime we're working with the scripture, look, there's real value in, in memorizing verses, and this is certainly one that you could memorize if you wanted to, mm-hmm. and there's always value in that. And verses can be very helpful by themselves. But context is king. Context and is sometimes king. Sometimes what we'll do, especially in a subject like this, is we look at a phrase like consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds the same way you might take the front end of one of the beatitudes and say you know blessed are those who mourn just yeah. remember that hard stop blessed are those who mourn yeah try, go, try going up to somebody who's in grieving and mourning being like you're so lucky right and you the don't same even way know somebody's in trials of a significant kind and say hey brother in christ consider it pure joy and it's not that it's not true. Yeah. But we need it's incomplete. We need the rest of it, right? Yeah. And so I'm just gonna piggyback on that a little bit and just give you the next two verses, which says, because, as in the reason why, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let's go one step forward and let perseverance finish its work so that we talk about all the time about that henna clause. We see that so often in scripture. That anytime you see so that it's the Greek word henna. And so whatever it is, is so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, that's where the blessing is. That's where the joy is. It's in the faith that's being produced. It's in the perseverance that's being finished. The the work so that you're moving on to maturity, that you're becoming complete, that you're not lacking things. Like, it, the blessing isn't like, okay, well, the trial by itself is the blessing. That's the no. whole blessing. That's not what it is. In the same way we talked about this with the Beatitudes. It's not just like, blessed are the poor in spirit. Like, people who are a total mess. Yep. No, Spiritually no. deprived and they know it. Completely void of hope. Right. At least they know it. That's, but that's, because that's where it takes us on to the next one. And we talked about the way that journey builds, right? Not blessed are those who mourn because the grandfather died. You know, you should be sad sometimes. That's not what it is. No, that's, I don't think that's the takeaway. It's to, it's blessed are those who mourn because they know they're a mess. They mourn over their sin, and we go on like that. And and the blessing is what comes out of it. That's right. If it's done properly. It, yeah, it, it, once you get to the other side, again, it's that you may be mature. Okay, so maturing implies time. Right. It implies learning. It implies growth. It implies adjustment absolutely in, in perspective in attitude in knowledge it says finally you may be mature and complete yes so there's an implication again like in and you mentioned it before that you've come out out the other side it's 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 really saying count it joy my brothers when you meet trials but the the joy comes in the morning yes you know that's right so and again, we can still have, we've talked about the difference between happiness and joy, that our joy in the Lord is not bound by circumstances. But we have to understand in the inside of this that the, the trial is not the source of the joy. The Lord is, okay? Right. The, it's the same thing that like the, the poverty is not the source of joy. And the, and the reason I highlight this is because sometimes 
what happens, and this is not on any sort of small scale. This is where you get your ideas of like vows of perpetual poverty right? and things like that, right? Where people, you know, take verses like this, that you're supposed to be in sackcloth and ashes, that you're supposed to be just misery and, you know, poverty and just down in the dregs and, you know, and then, then when you get to heaven, it's, it's supposed to be like, that's, that's not what's here. It's the same thing when people take like, you know, um, a verse like the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And they say money is the root of all evil. That's right. Like, no, that's, that's not it. You, you look at the way that, that God made Solomon rich, the way that God made David rich, the way that God made Joseph rich, the way that God made Esther rich. Like, it's, it's not that that's always okay. Well, if a person has a lot of money, then they're automatically depraved. Like, that that misses it. Yeah. Like, take a look at the parable, and I, I, I'll quit chasing this rabbit, I promise. But take a look at the parable of the rich young ruler. Okay? And so he says, you know, what do I have to do to receive eternal life? And Jesus says to him, take all that you have, sell it and give the money to the poor, and then come follow me. And we all think sometimes, it's like, and go and do likewise. Right. But is that the takeaway? Is to sell all that you have? Give it away? And, and See, Jesus knows this guy. He knows his heart. It says he looked at him and he loved him. And he knows this guy's hang up. Because he's already asked him, you know, what do, what, do, what do I have to do? And Jesus, you know, tells him to, to keep the commandments and love your neighbor. And, and he says, all of this I've done since I was a boy. He's like, I'm already, this guy doesn't, this guy's not poor in spirit. This guy's high on self. Right. right? And so Jesus knows where he's at. But again, sometimes we can take that out of context and say, okay, well, he's, he's got riches. And so he, uh, he can't have blessing. That's just the way that it works. It's not so. No. No, and look, like you say, the poverty is not the blessing. Right. And and look at look at all of the beatitudes. It it gives a struggle and then it gives a solution. Yes. Okay? So if the blessing was the struggle, then it would be hard stop. But the blessing is the solution and the solution is always the same in that it is the act out of the relationship with God. It is, it's always a God interaction. The, the struggle is the path. Right. Right? Not to get too cliche, but it's kind of like, God bless the broken road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's because of where it leads. That's right. Or where it can lead. Right? Right. Because, because poor and speak, like it's, as you just said, it still requires something of us. It's not like, well, thank God I'm poor. Because now I get to go to, it, it, no, 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 no. I was like, thank God of this terrible strife and trial that I'm under, because that will almost certainly lead to, you still have to choose. There's still action on our part. Yeah. And so, yeah, and that kind of brings us to the next one in James 1.12. Right? Yeah. So in James 1.12, it says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test of trial, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. And that's really what we were just talking about, right? That's it's right. That, like, honestly, like, the the worst and maybe last thing a person can lose is hope. 
Yes. And and this is talking about the one who remains steadfast under trial. And why why do you stay steadfast under trial? Why do you persevere under trial? Why do you keep going? You only keep going if you believe or if you hope that there is uh, an improvement coming. Right. That has to be worth to get to the other side, right? Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that if you stand the test, if you hang in there, right, get the lesson. I, I say that all the time. I, I think it's, I heard it in a James McDonald sermon uh, ages ago where he says, man, if you're going to go through a trial, at least pass the test. Yeah. At least get the lesson. He's like, don't, don't, that's not a class you want to have to repeat. No. You know what I mean? So at least take from it what you need. And it says, you know, this is obviously talking future tense. That person, this is revelation language, mm -hmm. will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those that love him. Absolutely. And it's, look, th that's, that's what gives us this, this hope to carry on. And look, life is hard. I mean, there's lots of, of really terrible things that happen in life. You know, people often misquote the verse on temptation that God will never allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. And people will just say, oh, well, God's never, not going to give you more than you can handle. No, there's, there is lots in this life. And I mean lots. Yeah. And, and I know some people who are going through it, um, who it, it's more than, more than you can take. It's more than a person can bear. And that's why the promise, the, the future hope is so important. And, and honestly, I had a conversation about that this morning. Um, with with some some great people I was having coffee with and you know we we're talking about like I don't know how people approach death uh, without that hope without Jesus you know like I just I and I've been I've been around it but I don't understand it like I just don't know how you pick up and carry on without the hope that that right. is in Jesus Christ it's it's the value of knowing how the story ends mm. That's, that's the crown of life. Like, think about when you watched, you know, some sort of like, you know, movie that was really intense and it really, it, you kept, you had no idea like how things were going to work out. And like that movie where you were so engaged and almost put knots in your stomach as they were trying to sort it out. And then when you get to the ending and hopefully everything works out great. And think about the second time you watch that movie. You, you don't have the anxiety. You right. might feel some of the feelings. You know, you might react to some of the sadness, but you react to it so much differently when you know how it ends. Yeah. And for us as believers, when it says having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. Right. That's the ending. That's the end of the movie. Right. No matter what happens, that's still the end for those who know Jesus. And the more you interact with that information, the more you connect with God through prayer, the more that you cling to his promises that are in his word, the more confidence you have. Absolutely. in that outcome right and that just and that makes your is, hope grow and, and expand and it, and it builds and that's the blessing and that's the blessing that's the blessing like that's what it is that's the pure joy that's right and and that's the thing too is like it's it's something i don't, I don't want to even want to say it's an intangible because i don't think it is but it's not like you know it's not like it's a big pile of of money and it's not like a big pile of stuff or you know, houses or cars or concert tickets or whatever. It's, it's the gift of that growth and maturity and wisdom in the Lord. It's peace. That, that peace 
and contentment. Yes. You, you may not have, it's kind of like what we talked about with the meek, where you may not have as much, but you enjoy it more. Right. And you know what? Sometimes God gives the increase too. Sure. He doesn't always, but sometimes he does. Yep. And, and look, we have to be reminded of that, where God's doing something in you, you mm -hmm. know, and God gives how he gives. And again, this is where, again, I think some people get mixed up. You look at the, I'm into the parables this morning. You think about the parable of the talents, right? He gives five to one, he gives two to another, and one to another. And right off the hop, we can be like, that's not fair. That's yeah. unequal distribution, right? So then you get the five, and he says, look, I've gained five more. And then you get the two, and he's like, there, I've gained two more. And then you have the one, and he, and he didn't do anything with his stuff, right? Right. And so, and then, and then when they come back, he says, take from the one who has one, and give it to the one who has ten. What? Shouldn't could shouldn't you at least give it to the guy who has four, and then he would have right. five that the other guy started with? It's like God God gives how he gives. Yeah. And and we can go like, well, that's not fair. So I'm like, look, he, it could be that God knows something that you don't know. Yes. That's that's quite uh, uh, that's quite possible. Um, but again. God distributes blessings and you know, God has his plan within it. And, and again, but we don't want to have that mindset of like, Oh, well, you know, because I'm a Christian, uh, nothing you know, good in this life is coming my way. That's, that's silliness. Hmm. And look, he, he gives according to his wisdom. And, and like we talked about on Sunday too, like the Bible is very clear on the ways that we ought to live. And often it's very clear on the reward or the result. And we see it in the next verse in, in James chapter four. Yes. So I love that we talked about this verse a couple of weeks ago, I think. And because it happens in different ways throughout the scriptures. Right. Um, but here in James chapter four, Jesus says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Now, Other ways it gets put is that God, you know, God uh, opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. I, I love that phrase to humble yourself because, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Right. Humility is a do thing. That's right. Not a feel thing. That's right. And sometimes that's, that's, again, this is where we get into this kind of wretchedness, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, look, like you just think about it in, in practical terms. You know, if I tell you be humble, it's like, okay. You know, like it's just, it, it has to play out in action. Yes. It just it, it's something that you have to practice. You practice humility. And and we we tend to think of humility like false humility. Because false humility yeah. is like I'm I like, stink and like, you know, if somebody said like, Oh, you look very nice today and you're like, Oh look terrible, oh, I always look terrible, this shirt's twenty years old and it's like what are you doing? There's nothing yeah. and, and we think that's very kind of like virtuous. That's that's you presenting false humility to try to lift up your own virtue or lift up your own kind of right. moral projection. Right. Right. You know, again, I'm, you know, I'm echoing him a bunch. I, I always love that, that James McDonald, uh, you know, teaching where he said, you know, humility is a do thing, not a feel thing. It's, you know, when Jesus washes his disciples feet, it's not like, Oh man, how humble would it be if everybody's feet were getting washed right now? Check yeah. this humility. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's the things that we do 
sometimes when you like when you do something that like you know maybe you're qualified for this but right now it's time to pick up trash right you know right now you need a servant's heart anytime somebody says you have a servant's heart it means someone's gonna ask you to stack some chairs yeah right maybe it's time to stack some chairs yeah, I think we talked about this before, but it bears repeating. Uh, a wise mentor of mine said, you know, if you think that you have a servant's heart, take note of how you act when you're treated like a servant. Mm. I remember saying that to you. That's yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. You've been a great, you've been a great <laughs> that, mentor. That might not have been me. No. No. I'm, that's I, I that's true. It, oh, absolutely. Look, like, again, it, and it's just more of the same. Humble yourselves and he will exalt you. So there's a low... Point. I don't know if it's synonymous with trials, but I mean, like, there's there's a a low point. Faithfulness, blessing, right, right, because that is the blessing that God's going to exalt. You don't need to lift yourself up. And how much he higher are you lifted you when right. God does the lifting? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you're and you're harnessing that power because that's the thing is if you want to elevate self, you're kind of with God's power versus your power. You know we. We talked about it, you know, forever ago, about, about water skiing, right? Yes. It's yes. like you could propel yourself through the water, and you can try and help the boat, no. or you can let the boat just do its thing. And, I mean, it's just, it's not even comparable, the, the difference. See, oh, absolutely. And, again, obviously the opposite of humility is pride. Yes. And when pride is in, so I'm trying to exalt self. You talk about being treated like a like a servant. Think about your reaction to when you are treated when you are treated poorly. And even phrases like "I don't deserve this" right. will kind of come in, right? And I'm not saying anybody out there is like you deserve to be treated poorly. It's not what I'm saying at all. But you want to be careful how quickly that all comes into your head. Oh yeah. You know, as far as getting what you deserve. Yeah. Because not me, Lord. Not me. Really want that. You know, I'll pass on the whole deserving thing. Yeah, you should definitely. I definitely should. Yeah. No, no, look, it's absolutely true. And look, again, pride, like every sin is pride. It's just a, some, a subsect of it somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And so humility is obvious, you know, the obvious counter counterpart. It's the obvious counteraction, I guess, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that, that we actively... And again, it's it's an active word here. Humble yourself. Yeah. And he will lift you up. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of the way that we are treated, let's move on to First Peter. Right. So First Peter uh, chapter 4, verses 13 and 14 says, But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted... For the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. So this is this is familiar. This is kind of like what we talked about, well, what we talked about through this whole thing, and in the Beatitudes, and blessed are you when you face trials. He says, if you are insulted, then you are blessed. It's like, right. I don't feel blessed, I feel insulted. Right. Yeah. And yet, yeah. And yet we know... I don't think we embrace it, but we know that if we are following Christ closely, we will be accosted for it at some point, at some level. That's And it's not like, oh, you might encounter, or in the unlikely event of persecution, here's what you do. 
he says, if, if, you, if you follow me, it's coming. That's it. And if I it never comes for you, you know. Right. I, I think we would prefer the woe of Luke chapter 6. Yes. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. And again, that sounds wrong. Yep. Right? It's like, no. Yay. Blessed. Everybody, nothing, nobody has anything bad to say about me. You know, we, we were talking last week about, um, you know, you have a conversation with somebody that's like, oh, so-and-so's a believer. It's like, oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah. And we say, like, that's a good thing. You know? Yeah, like, he's so normal. There, right? Now, this, that's, now, I'm going to let that rabbit <laughs> run. But, but, I, but I do hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like, what you have to understand is that if you're going to live out Christ's kingdom, if we're going to be like Jesus, you are going to live out beliefs. When we talk, we talk about that again and again. We just tend to live out what we believe. You will live out beliefs that are countercultural to this world. You yes. will be opposed. Now, that being said, okay, because some people take this and they think, well, I've just got to be the most insufferable, obnoxious. Right. Like yeah. uh, for oh, months ago, uh, my wife and I were going out on a long overdue date night and there was this nut um, who was on the corner who was, you know, given the the repent and the kingdom of God is at hand. And look, I'm not saying if all street preachers are nut bars. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll disqualify it that far. But <laughs> this guy was like, oh, you know, come to Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, I'm. we actually, you know, are believers. But for him, it was like, well, what, you know, what flavor of believer? Like, what is it like, oh, I'm a pastor or what church? And I'm like, sure, we're Christian church. And uh, I can see him kind of, hmm, think about that for a second. And we were kind of walk away, have a good night. And then all of a sudden he starts shouting at me, baptism doesn't save you. And I'm like, because he associates, you know, that we baptize by immersion. Right. And therefore that must be the only part of the Bible that we ever look at. Right. And, and he starts, he, so he starts, he's identified me as a pastor on this busy street on this lovely evening. I'm taking out my wife to dinner. And he starts shouting at me, trying to find a difference yes right that maybe he could be persecuted for yes and i'm like like dude this is not it okay yeah, yeah okay like creating a climate for suffering among believers yes okay? blessed are the peacemakers how about that anyway and oh i'm telling you that guy put a, a bee in my bonnet or a burr under my salad or whatever like Oh, I had to shake that guy. Because, again, I'm just like, one, you missed it. Yeah. Um, but, two, that's what makes us all look crazy. Yes. Yes. Right? And so, so, so cr creating, you know, creating the climate for your own martyrdom and then acting it out is not sharing in Christ's suffering. It's being a doofus. Yes. yes. It, make, it makes me think of <laughs> I'm that, that I, I did not that plan see... to go down that road. But I just, no, man, not, I, mean, I don't. For, the, for those of you listening, I'm, I'm here. That's I hope you're listening there, home, right? Mr. Man on the corner. I don't, I don't know this story, but it, it makes me think of <laughs> if you see that picture that go across the internet, the people use it for like all kinds of things. But whether it's, you know what, I'm, you probably already know what I'm going to say. It's the guy on the bicycle holding yes. a stick. Yes. Right. And then he reaches down, he jams the stick in the spokes of his front oh. wheel, falls, and then curses at whatever, whatever this, you know, the desired subject. Yeah of his plight is 
when in reality it is the definition of a self-inflicted wound. Yeah, if you are if you're watching with us, I'll try and find a picture of it and I'll put it on the screen for this portion. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh man, that's what it is. But like, but now here's the other side of that coin for those of us in the church is that we should understand that if you live out your belief in Jesus, some level of persecution will come. It's not if. It's, it's when. It's that it will. And the other thing is, is that, you know, again, when we talk about this on Sunday, it says, you know, blessed are you, and look, I did the blessed thing. Blessed are you when people insult you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Okay? Like, that is going to happen. Yep. And we have as many ingredients for that as any time. But again, that's when the church grows. That's not debatable. Right. Like that's when it grows. That's when it tends to grow the most. But it's kind of like here's here's the here's where I want to kind of put us at. You might have seen in, in Fredericton over the long weekend, we had a tornado watch in yeah. the Fredericton area or a weather bomb watch, and people kind of lose their minds over this stuff. And there's some people that don't like take it seriously at all. And other people that are you know digging out the bunker. Well, look, if, if you hear the word tornado, you've got my attention. Right. That's right. That's right. And the the Oromocto uh, fire department borrowed this thing, I think from somewhere in Illinois, but it was really, really helpful. And it was trying to explain to people the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning. And they said, and, and they did it with tacos. They said, like, here's a, naturally, here's a, it's funny. They said, here's a taco watch. And they, and they said like for taco watch, we have ground beef and we have taco seasoning and we have cheese and we have shells and we have lettuce, we've got tomato, we've got pico de gallo, we've got onions. We have, it's just we have like all the things you can make tacos with all of the ingredients and then they said so that's a taco watch and they said here's a taco warning and it was a picture of a fully made taco and it says we're about to have tacos right now right now yeah right <laughs> and so here's here's what i would say is there these different levels like sometimes like the levels of persecution that people have it's not like you know somebody disagreed with you at a family event uh there was a room where you were the only one that held the particular view that you held sure um that was a biblical world view and it kind of made you feel awkward in the room. And we sometimes put that under the umbrella of, of persecution. That's not, that's not saying there's not some level to it there, but that's, that's not exactly what we're talking about. But here's the thing. When we exist in a society that is a post-Christian society, we exist in a government that cares nothing for your faith and would oppose it and would seek to oppose it with the strength of the government. Mm -hmm. Um, I just say we're on kind of persecution watch that all of the ingredients are there. Right. And so it's something that we should be mindful of and also mindful that there's a blessing in handling it correctly. That's right. And look, like sometimes people wonder, you know, like how deep is my faith or, you know, I think sometimes we're more apt to question other people's faith, which is not good. Um, but you think, you know, like how, how deep am I really in this? And I'll tell you what, That'll that'll draw out the fakes. You yes. Know, no. Nobody who isn't genuine is going to hang tough for that stuff. That's where you're going to see the scatter. And 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 you will see it. Yes, absolutely. Well, look. I mean, even like you take things like COVID, and it draws people out. Yeah. You know, you can take. There's all kinds of things, and you know, even even events that take place in the church will show the difference of people who were kind of committed to a particular church as opposed to committed to Jesus. Yeah. 
And, and look too, I, I want to be clear that, you know, if you did find yourself under pressure and you did scatter, you can come back. Absolutely. Right? When, when Jesus was crucified, his disciples scattered. Yes. And they came back. Yes. Okay? Yes. And so, look, if, if somehow you're hearing this and you think, oh man, like people were giving me grief over my faith and I really distanced myself from it. And so I, I guess forever, right. um, you Doesn't know, I mean, every, every story about Jesus is about redemption. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And, and so again, and, it, and it's about blessing. Yeah, I was going to say, and that's the blessing. And, and look, that's the blessing. We've, we've put a bow on it again, Dan. We, we did. It's that, uh, it's that same inclusio from the, from the Beatitudes. That's right. It's just that, yeah. just that teamwork. Start, start and end with it. That's right. No, beautiful. Listen, what we're going to do today, like we often do, as we always do, we are going to end uh, in prayer. I and should. I am, I am so glad that, uh, that you joined us today. Those of you that are listening, I'm always uh, grateful for this conversation. Uh, I'm always know, blessed by it, Dan. Yeah, blessed by it. Absolutely. You know, you and I have talked that, you know, even if, um, if we're doing this, uh, uh, you know, this podcast and just kind of go through this thing. I, you know, we very much enjoyed these conversations. Uh, we enjoyed just as much the conversation that we had before we turned the, uh, uh, the cameras on and the mics on and put it out to the world. So, yeah. And, and just like the trials and tribulations, I know that I'm always blessed when it's over. When you get to the other side. Well, I, was, I want to encourage those of you listening. Hey, you don't just have to listen in on our conversation. Like, take this stuff and have a conversation with somebody. Just talk it out. You know, I, I think there's real value in that. And I think you'll be blessed the way that uh, that Ben has been to speak with That's you. right. And you know what? You could even record it and put it on the internet. Believe it or not, people will listen. No one's stopping you. And then when you get more viewers, we'll just move you on into ours. That's, so, that's right. That's it. You can have the, that theme music and everything. Yeah. I'll dig up my flute. Uh, okay. I think we better I think we better stop there lest uh, these uh, trials not feel like pure joy. <laughs> Uh, Heavenly Father, it truly, it, it is our joy to be able to discuss your word and have conversations like this. And I, I pray for our brothers and sisters, Lord, who perhaps are under uh, trial right now. Those who are in a struggle portion of their journey, I pray that you give them the, the strength that they need. Uh, Lord, we remember that you are the uh, creator of the universe. You are the uh, author of this life and the perfecter of our faith. And uh, Lord, I pray that anyone who's in trials today, that they would lean on you and that you would bless them and lift them up and that they would see and that others would see uh, the goodness of our God. We give you thanks, praise, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks again, Dan. And uh, it's, uh, it is it is a blessing. To, it truly is. To uh, connect like this and to connect like we do. And, and uh, yeah, it's I'm glad that we have the opportunity to do this, and I, again, thank everybody for tuning in, and hey, we're going to do it again next week. See you next time.